Hello. Hello. How are you? Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Paul's back. I'm back. Such I a made it day. back from Baltimore. I. What? Is it share? The, and now you're back from outer space. That is not share. What is it? What song am I thinking of? No, I'll get it. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> Guys, what song am I singing? Leave it Definitely in the not share. Definitely not share. I don't know. Oh, Marky's here. <laughs> what? Where Whoa. did she come from? She snuck in. I snuck in. She snuck what? In. <laughs> it's a good day. Paul's back from yeah. Baltimore. 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 I had my say, like, Baltimore. I had my first crab cake ever. And it was I have so delicious. many questions. How is it your first crab cake? I've never had a crab cake. But we still are like an ocean state. Like I was I've so never been a big seafood person. Like shrimp, yeah, but like Jade's like the crab fanatic. Like, like, like shrimp on meat. Like and <laughs> like shrimp on steak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so everybody's like, you have to have a Baltimore crab cake. Like, you can't leave Baltimore. So me and Jade went to a restaurant a couple blocks down and tried one. Delicious. And now the bar has been set really high for crab cake. So now I feel like I have to eat one around here. It's not going to be sad. But I did find <laughs> it's, out it's not. they ship them, that, place, that restaurant ships them across the United States. They're... From where? Oh, like from, from there to other places. Well, since I was in Baltimore, <laughs> okay, I was, I was like, from Baltimore. I was, no, I was thinking like, why are they being shipped in? <laughs> but it's nice to have sweet tea. I was, I was they upset. They don't have that up north. No, they don't. They sure don't. I, I, we went to a little corner cafe and I went to the, the, the tea and took a sip and I was like, oh, that's not it. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and pour that right back out and like go with Ma Dr. Pepper. Maryland is not really the north. It's like, not. Jay it's, thought it was. I mean, it was like 50 degrees. If you get out of Baltimore, it you it feels like you're in the sticks. Like Jade was walking around with like three layers. It was like 50 degrees, and she was like, "The wind, it's bone chilling." And meanwhile, I have like t-shirt on. <laughs> Marcus will be right back. I asked her to fix the shot because ordinarily we have Priscilla. What is it like? Like, can you just pan it? Normally we have Pachilla like manning our camera. Oh, but that's the wrong way. We're recording without Pachilla right now, so we're kind of three-man crewing it. Bye-bye. See you Marky, later. Marky, be right back. She'll Where's right that back. voice coming from? I don't know. No, Mar Marky's totally right. Like, you get out of Maryland, and it's you, you've still got to drive a ways until you experience, like, the north. The north is a different... It's Amish snow tundra. Jade was not a fan of our Uber driver, <laughs> either. While y'all are hopping on, make sure that you share the broadcast today. It's going to be a great one, and we are going to be playing a game here in a couple minutes. But while we are about to hop into a game, as you share the broadcast, each time you share, you're going to be entered to win a $25 gift card that $25. we give out every week. You want free cash? Dollar dollar deals, y'all. Whoa. I'm so pleased your back. <laughs> Song references are back on the broadcast. I, I get so excited. So... Every time you share, well, not every time, but once you share, you're entered to win a $25 gift card. Share, 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 share. I just imagine the Romero's mortgage is like paid to town. <laughs> but we have a winner for this week's broadcast. $25 gift card is being given to Priscilla Rogers. Prilla. Pa, 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 Priscilla. Priscilla. I think I need to do that like pra 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 <laughs> instead of pa 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 Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> but Prill and 
our $25 gift card. Also, send us pictures of yourself using the gift card and we'll post them. Yeah. Okay, Marky Mark, it looks great. We want to see what cool stuff you're getting. Yeah, it's true. Also, we had our first person pick up the wisdom that I had laid on the table a few weeks ago and ask for an Amazon gift card. I was so pleased. And it was the Presleys. Because of course it was. Because the Presleys are led by the spirit of God. Yep. Not the spirit of Walmart. No, it's totally joking. Spirit of Walmart. Marky has the spirit of Walmart. I have a spirit of super Walmart, not just any Walmart. <laughs> like, they're not all the same. <laughs> I was, who was I talking about this with the other day when I was describing, like, your Pop-Tart cereal thing, and they just kind of looked and were like, did, did you not have cereal? Oh, that was at lunch. <laughs> that was at Amy. Amy was <laughs> like, did you, do you like cereal because you didn't have it growing up? <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> but super Walmart is different for Marky Eleanor. It is. Did you? You, you, you got something going yeah, on? Yeah, something blew in my eye. <laughs> Maybe you should get the and stick I didn't even out of see your it coming. own eye. Get <laughs> the stick um, out of your own eye so you can get it out of someone else's, okay? You'll shoot your own eye, okay? All right. Really, Mark? Have you been waiting like a full week to be able to get the joke out? No, it just happened. <laughs> it seemed like you've been like, The look you <laughs> gave me after you said it's like, I've been waiting to get a joke. <laughs> I waited like three seconds. <laughs> Okay, anyway. so we're gonna play a game. Yes, game. Before we hop into the word, because peanut Paul butter. has lots of questions about it, and really, the origin of this game it's got peanut butter comes from Marky Eleanor Dottie Dunphy. So this past, she doesn't know what it is either. Um, so then you should win this game. If the idea came from you. I never win when you're here. You always win. <laughs> you know, we thought that we would win the other day playing the game without you, and neither of us won. Like, it was, <laughs> it was just, just drool and marshmallows. She kind of won. She did beat me. She she was able to fit one more in her mouth. <laughs> she, but. When we got eight, like, I got it in, but she had hers, like, protruding out. It was, like, it was like this much <laughs> So you were doing, like, Oliver with his chicken nuggets. <laughs> and I put her finger to keep it from falling out. It was just kind of in my mouth, but mostly out of my mouth, the marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marky was looking at games for us to play on Truth Talk, and she discovered the No Thumb Challenge, ah. which means you have to do normal things without using your thumbs, which I'll tell you, word of warning, if you do this for an extended period of time, because I did the other day, because I took it as a personal challenge to myself, like, how much can I do without thumbs, after a while, right? It's so special, like picking up and just even your phone. holding it. Like, how do you even hold it? Right. But after a while, if you hold Stop your it. thumb like Stop this, winning. like naturally your thumb will go to do this. So for like five minutes, when I was like, I'll get my thumb back, it just wanted to be away. So <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> I knew Paul would be so down with this. <laughs> It helps if I started like trying to move things with only like my four fingers. So today we are going <laughs> with no thumbs. It's not on. We are going to make a peanut butter sandwich. We're going to pretend that we have a very picky child who wants a peanut butter sandwich without just crust without on his on his bread or jelly. Or no, just peanut butter. But we have to. I used to be one of those kids that didn't like crust on their sandwiches. I wondered if you were. <laughs> <laughs> when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I wonder if this will like hit home for Sandwich Paul. making is like, it's an art. The thing is, <laughs> these peanut butters have never been opened, so like the seal is still on and we can't uh. use our thumbs. We have to get it open without using our thumbs. We have to get the bread without, like this entire process has to be done without using thumbs. 
So the person, I, I will level the playing field and I'll take the thing off right now. But whoever makes I think I got this. the sandwich without using their thumbs and it the quickest and the nicest will win. Don't win. <laughs> Marky's speaking life on the broadcast, everybody. Paul will lose. I'll even, quite I'll even. Uh, I'll just cut my crust off with my fingers. Okay, how am I supposed to hold the knife? That's interesting. Okay. I saw people saying that they did like knife challenge, like to cut food and like some people like hurt themselves. But this is, this is just a butter knife, so it'll be fine. Okay, I'm putting my mic down because, well, I can't hold and you do everything. You can pick it up through mine. It's true. If you could just sit like that the rest of the broadcast, <laughs> it'd be great. <laughs> Ooh, actually, we're going to do a practice round before we do this of not using our thumbs. We have to turn to a verse in the Bible without using our thumbs. Okay. Pick a verse, Marky. Psalm 91. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. She said Psalm 91. I was going. There's no gold yet. Marky has to say go. Okay. Go. Ow, it hurts. I'm really glad you didn't say Hezekiah like I'd been thinking of. Wait, I got it, I got it, I got it. I won, I guys, it. for the first time ever. Finger five. <laughs> Fours. Four. Hi, four. Hi, Hi four. There we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Makey, Marky, good. Maybe Marky is going to win this challenge. Yeah. Okay, that was easy, but we, now we have... We let her win. We have levels. <laughs> okay, so, on your mark, get set, go. Oh, what are you do? What is happening? Why can they open it? My hands are smaller. Oh, here it comes. Ow! <laughs> My pointer fingers are not strong! Guys, I don't want to open it. <laughs> it hurts. Come on, Marky, you can do this. You guys oh. have big hands. Big hands? Yeah. Tall people have big hands. Scooping is so interesting with no thumbs. <laughs> Marky! I don't know how to open it! It hurts! How did you open it? All the crust? All the crust. <laughs> oh my gosh, it hurts. I'm so close! Me too. <laughs> I win! Ugh, I win now! I win! I beat Paul! I'm so excited! <laughs> All I've wanted to do is win one thing, regardless of what this one thing is. How much is. peanut butter did you get on there? Because I layered mine pretty thick. I did. Oh, that's not a peanut. No, 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 no. Oliver that's the be, side that doesn't have it. Oh, Oliver would be so upset. Look at, show, show the camera. Look, the look, look how thick. That's a peanut I butter sandwich. I don't like sandwich. sandwiches like that. Though. That's a I bread like... with a, a dash of peanut no. butter. No, you guys eat napkins. Marky did not get her peanut I'm gonna butter eat, open. I'm going to eat mine without my thumb. Marky, how did you not get it open? <laughs> I don't know. It hurts. I can't. The angle with my fingers, like. How are you? How are you doing it? Like this. 
It's too the angle. <laughs> like I don't understand. Put it in you between your legs and then use both hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I want to see you do it. Okay. <laughs> Now you There's seal so up. much animosity right there. You can do this. I was going to try to do the seal with just my fingers, and then I saw you going for your teeth. I'm like, no. Wait, I can use my teeth? Mm -hmm. I mean, she never said you couldn't. Mm -hmm. That's why I just went straight for it. <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because I think me and Barrett both got ours without tearing and came off in a complete circle. Uh, Yours is in but I, I left it. Whoa. How did you get anything out of that? I scooped. So what's really fun is trying to do chopsticks with no with no thumbs. I tried this the other day. That doesn't super work well. Go Marky. Go Marky. I really Look just want to eat it because I haven't had a whole lot of yeah, that, that was... like food today. As soon as I saw you slow down, I'm like, Paul's making his the way he wants to eat his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very particular in my sandwiches. Oh. I've trained my wife pretty well now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, oh no. Okay, I have peanut butter in my hand. I'm touching the microphone. See, now that's a peanut butter sandwich. See all the peanut butter? I don't like that much peanut butter on my sandwiches. I feel like there's a disqualification that should happen. Whatever. I won. Everybody saw it. It was public. I put peanut butter on there. I went back for They'll three They'll put finger holes in the sandwich. That's true. That's important. In his eyes. <laughs> it's staring at me. I don't know if they can tell. Yep. Yep. Look at you. I'm definitely going to eat this <laughs> when I'm done cutting it. <laughs> so, tomorrow. <laughs> you guys, we can start. I mean. <laughs> Mark, you just giving me chowing down on her. <laughs> oh, dang it. Are they going to be able to hear my mouth noise? Yes, they are. We played this the other day, actually, where every time Marky swallowed, it was like, can you hear her <laughs> swallow? Asked, I asked, and someone commented and said, I heard it. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. You have my a arm. legit look at okay. My arm kind of hurts now, like that, like <laughs> pulling that muscle. Do you see the hole <laughs> from, in the sandwich? From a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> from you got a forearm, from not forearm bump from, from making from a peanut butter jelly sandwich. The tendon differently. Can you pull your hair up in a ponytail without using your thumbs? You know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going. I love you. <laughs> Guys, can you do any of these things? Girls, if you're watching, try to pull your hair up in a ponytail without using your thumbs. It's a time. Getting it there is one thing, but then like making it stick is a totally different thing. Like having to use the scrunchie. I can only do a bun. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. This is as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> Reaction. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Share the broadcast, guys. I'm going to start clapping in. like that from now on. We're going to hop into our topic. Oh, goodness. Jesus, help. 
haul whatever you've got. Here, here's your sandwich. <coughs> Feel free to chow down. <laughs> Try to chew quietly. <laughs> Have you heard her swallow? Like, it's not the chewing part, it's the swallowing part. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're going to discuss about how to go through the valley. We're not called to stay in the valley. The word tells us that we're going to go through. And a lot of times what happens is we get caught up in it and we see all the stuff going on and we don't know how to handle the stuff. We don't know what to do with the emotions that come when the devil tries to attack with, you know, fear, anxiety, um, depression, um, lack, that kind of thing. So what happens is a lot of times people, they freeze. Yeah. And when you freeze, you stop moving. So you're not going through then at that yeah, point. You have true. made it your home. That's true. That's not what we're called. The scripture tells us, the devil says that we're going to, well, just chill here. <laughs> I'll be back in a little bit or anything. Right. It says we go through it. Yeah. And I think that's one part that we kind of, we've gotten used to reading that verse and we kind of read it and it's like, well, we're going to go through some things and you know, this, and we don't have to accept those things. We're not called to be in any kind of fear. We're, yeah, it, yeah. If it's not of his peace, it doesn't belong. If it has any kind of fear, it doesn't belong. So when we actually understand like what this verse is really saying, and this morning I was sitting there and I was reading it, trying to figure out where where to go with it and everything. And it really, I broke, he broke this verse down to me. And pretty much, this is what this is how I, I have received it this morning. This is some revelation that I got on it. Is <clears throat> well, hold on, let me get my let me get it pulled up with so I can go with my notes as I read it. Well, like as Paul's talking about, like what, what that means is going through the valley, is there there are times in your life where it doesn't always feel to your flesh like tea cakes and roses. So there are times where it may, thanks, <laughs> it may feel like it's hard or it may feel like it's never going to end. You know, I, an example from my life is when George and I first got married, uh, our first year of marriage stunk. Like we, we have publicly acknowledged how thankful we are for pastors <laughs> for that first year. But there was so much, um, that we were bringing on ourselves and we were allowing mm -hmm. in that for months, you know, we'd sit down with pastors and they'd, you know, they'd counsel us and lead us and I'd go home and I wouldn't feel my, in my feelings, I wouldn't feel like I had triumphed. I would feel like, oh my goodness, it's never going to mm -hmm. end. Like the, our marriage just, it seems like it's failing. It doesn't look like it's ever going to be what I have read in the word it could be. It just feels like it's never getting better. Mm -hmm. And if we had stayed looking at those feelings, we would have done exactly what the enemy w wanted us to do, is looking at the situation and just camping out, like Paul was saying, <clears throat> in that valley, in that area of opportunity, in that area where our flesh wanted to be so loud. 
And what we're talking about today is you're not supposed to stay in that state of feeling hopeless or that state of issues. We are called as believers not just to go through it, but to go through it triumphantly, like triumphantly go through the valleys and bring victory with us wherever we go. Yeah, like it says, verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. When you have all, the word all, that means if I give you all the money in my wallet, right. what's left in my wallet? There's nothing. Right. So if I, if I have all that I need, that means I won't for nothing. Right. So that means every bit of provision I've got to go through that valley is already given to me. That means the scripture that I need, the 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 faith that I need, the strength that I need, the the courage that I need, the blessings that I need on my life, everything that I need to go through that has already been given to me. Mm-hmm. We're not waiting on it. I have, have, not waiting, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. This is one of the big things that I got this morning when I was thinking about this and praying on it is... When you think about a stream, you a peaceful stream is when you go to the mountains, you've got the current, yeah. it's a soft current, it's clear water. Well, he doesn't say just a, any stream. He doesn't say any river. He says a peaceful stream. A raging river is nothing but, it causes destruction. It will tear up stuff that's in its path. Yeah. You can't wade in that water. Yeah. You can't fish in that water. You can't bathe in that water. You can't drink that water because it's stirring up all the muck that's on the bottom. Yeah. But a peaceful stream, you can fish in it, so yeah. it brings you provision. Yeah. You can cleanse yourself in it. You can wade in it. Mm-hmm. You, <clears throat> let's see, what else? You can drink it. <clears throat> the sound of it brings peace. Yeah. Not even having to see it yet, just the sound of it yeah. brings peace to you. You can wade in it and then you can find joy in it. Yeah. That's all you can't get that in something that's moving too fast. It's that's that's in a path just to go no, that's it. So when you really think what his peace brings you, think about it. It it brings provision to you. It brings joy to you. It brings cleanliness to you. You are made righteous. Like, there's so many benefits to it when you sit down and you really examine what he's really saying there. On a, on, and I was just like, because every time you've read it, I just, oh, it's a stream. But then it's like this morning, I was like, well, what's the difference? Yeah. There's a big difference between yeah. that. One brings life. One can cause destruction. One can cause terror. It can yeah. cause fear. Yeah. You fall into a raging river, you panic because mm-hmm. your head has to stay above water. One little thing can drag you down. That's it. In a peaceful stream, you can stand in it. You can get in a tube yeah. and just float down it. You can have no cares in the world yeah. when you're in it because it's calm. It's, it's peaceful. And I was just like, wow. Like yeah. that's never really thought of it in, in that manner, like really dissected it down and compared like that. But this scripture, it's not about, well, we're going to go through something. No, he's talking about the, this scripture right here tells you how you're going through it, why you're going through it, 
how you're going to go through it. He's going to lead you. He gives you everything that you need. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path. It's, I will not be afraid. I will not. So it doesn't matter if it's a sickness that the doctor tries to tell me that's incurable. My mom, for example, you're, we give you about two years to live with the, the way your heart is right now. No. No, we are not even going to put a fault on that. Yeah. Because all it is is a trap to try to get you to camp out in that situation and watch your life go out of you. Because that's what will happen. Yeah. The stress, the depression, the anxiety, the fear takes over, and there's no life in that. So when that absorbs your body, every bit of life that you have is now taken over. That's not what we're called to be. Yeah. So when you start knowing and really start looking at the scripture and understanding everything that he's telling you in the scripture, because the scripture he's telling you everything from your provision, your blessings, your strength, your courage, your peace, everything is right here in this scripture here. Yeah. It's just you have to read the full scripture, understand it, meditate on it. And you can confess scriptures and it's good to confess them. But until you really understand the scripture, I can tell my son, no, 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 no. But if I don't stop and explain to him what no means, that word has no meaning to him. So when we confess these things and then we meditate on these and really start understanding what he's trying to say in these scriptures, and then we confess them daily, then that's when that life comes in. That's when that strength comes in, that peace comes in, the joy comes in. Because now that confession is not just a bunch of words that we're rambling. That confession is something true in our heart that we understand. Yeah. Well, and we're in Psalm 23 right now. Um, so Psalm 23, 4. Um, and this is all, you know, in one, in one verse. Psalm 23, 4 says... Even though I walk through, it's not even though I walk and it's yeah. a never-ending walk and yeah. you're just there forever. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, what's really cool when you break things down is you can understand the why. Like, like Paul was saying, if you don't understand why, it's just, okay, I'm going to be here. I'm not going to fear evil. But there's that question of why won't I fear? And he answers it in the very next statement. For you are with me, yeah. your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the reason that you don't have to fear, no matter what situation you're in, is because the Lord, if you're a believer, is with you. He doesn't just place you. And look, God isn't just sending you to valleys to learn lessons through life's hardships. Like, that's a bunch of junk. God sends you places so that you can bring heaven on earth with you wherever you go. Um, but so many people get mm -hmm. to situations that look opportunistic on the outside and they just, they stop right there. Oh, I'm going to learn in the sweet by and by. Like, mm -hmm. It just, it turns into this woe is me crap. And what's forgotten is that God's not just with you. What do the rod and staff do? You know, the rod and the staff it, it's like a shepherd. The rod beats back the enemies. Like the staff uh, or the rod of a shepherd was there to protect the flock, not just 
a walking stick for like Gandalf the Grey walking through Lord of the Rings. Like it was a tool used to beat back foxes, things that would come up to eat and destroy the shepherd's flock. He was their protector. He yeah. wasn't just their guardian walking them through yeah. like Obi-Wan Kenobi and what like he was the defender of the flock. Yeah. The flock was not touched when the shepherd was with them. So they could be walking through sandy ground, grassy ground, best of times, worst of times, but when the shepherd was there, they were protected and yeah. kept. So the rod beats back the things that destructive forces would try to do against the flock. And then the staff, the staff was used to pull sheep back in line if they were starting to go in dangerous ground. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Let's say that you have a marriage that seems to be in a valley time. You know, things just aren't working well or don't seem to be working well. Or things at your job seem to be really difficult. Your boss hates you or looks like they hate mm -hmm. you or whatever. Or your coworkers are frustrating or whatever it is. Things with your parents, things with whatever it is. If you're in a time where it looks <coughs> to be more of a valley, not only do you have a defender with you who goes before you to beat back the forces of darkness? You also have the shepherd with you to make sure that as you abide with him and listen and obey his instructions, that staff will keep you going in the way that's going to lead you through. Yeah. But if you choose to be a sheep that's like, oh, you know, that grass over there looks really good and wander <clears throat> off. That's the sheep's response. I mean, that's the sheep's fault. But as you stay with the shepherd, he'll protect you and he'll guide you to the quickest, best route through. Yeah, yeah. I love that you pointed out the rod and the staff because a lot of times people will um, they'll talk about I'm going through this, but God's with me, and mm. it's it's in a kind Kumbaya. of <laughs> it's kind of like God's just watching. He's just kind of like spectating like huh. standing up on top of the hill hey <laughs> hey guys i'm right here I mean, I'm, uh, you're doing good you're doing right. good i'm just I, I mean i'm gonna watch you get <laughs> yeah, beat up yeah. and everything but i'm here <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna hear i'm here to watch yeah. you watch you suffer like yep. <laughs> that's comforting <laughs> like i mean like if oliver scarlet or something if you're with them what does that mean you know if you're mm -hmm. with them and yeah. someone tries to harm them it's well, not, hey, I'm here for emotional support. Yeah. I'm watching. You're doing good, Ollie. Oliver, you've got this. Kick it <laughs> hard. Yeah, if your your presence there automatically means that you'll protect them, yeah. not just that you're there for some, like, emotional something, mm -hmm. you know. Well, that's... When it gets to be too much, we'll sit down on the couch, and you can lie down, and I'll <laughs> it's shrink time. <laughs> well, that's like, Oliver has learned now, whenever he falls and gets hurt, it's not a panic anymore. Now his first response now is pray for it. Yeah. It's like when you think about this, he's talking, he's using the reverence of sheep and a shepherd. Yeah. Sheep don't understand death like we do. Yeah. So darkness isn't, it doesn't bring the worry like that. So without, you can't have a shadow without light. Jesus is the light. Yeah. So darkness we may have, according to our flesh, there may be a reason to be afraid. Yeah. But when we are standing there with the shepherd, yeah. like Barrett was saying, that protects the flock, that yeah. guides the flock, yeah. we have no reason to fear. Yeah. There might be situations that come up that will say, hey, you need to be afraid of this. But we don't have to put that on because we have the shepherd with us that says, yeah. 
it won't touch you. It might be looking you in the face, but it will not touch you. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of that's one of the things like like Oliver, for instance, he was with his uh his Mimi the other week and they were at the park and this is I and wanted her to pray and she said, you know, Jesus, will yeah. you take the algae away from Oliver? I'll, that's not how we say it. And she asked Scarlett, my, my daughter, how, do, how, does, how does your dad pray? He puts his hand on it and says, in Jesus' name, you're healed. Yeah. Why? Because we know exactly who our shepherd is. We yeah. know what we walk in. We know that that attack that tries to come against us, whether yeah. it's a scratch on our finger or it's the doctor telling you you've got cancer, it don't have a chance. Yeah. When we are his, that means none of us belong to the devil. Yeah. That means no part that he tries to come in and take, he's allowed. No. As soon as he tries to come in and say, hey, you've got that cancer. No, Jesus stand there with the rod and cracks down. No, you, you back off. Yeah. He's mine. Yeah. He is mine. Yeah. And when you really understand that, then you start understanding that. I'm going through this. I'm yeah. not made to stay here. I'm going through it, and I've got the best tour guide that's showing me exactly where I yeah. need to go, telling me the places that I don't need to step. Step here. Don't step there. Yeah. Keep going here. Look here. Yeah. Look in the scripture. This scripture right here backs what I'm saying here kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like once you understand that and then you start confessing that, then that's when you really start seeing the reality of what the word is saying, yeah. the reality that the word is living, yeah. it starts manifesting right there. Not you don't wait on it. It starts right then when you, yeah. once you have that revelation that kicks in and that faith yeah. is applied to it, then it it, it it's real. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just as tangible as what that doctor is trying to tell you. You have that healing is just as tangible, if not more. Because it lives inside of you. Yeah. It, is a, it is part of your spirit. That is trying to come on you, but the word is a part of you. It's already, it's already a part of you. So then it has no right. It can't overpower what's inside yeah. of you. Well, and I think so often the reason that, and, and because here's the thing, you know, Jesus died to save the world. But until Jesus is really our savior, people people aren't fully protected by him. You know, there's a grace that comes when Jesus becomes your Lord and Savior. Yeah. There's a protection. There's yeah. a deliverance. Um, that's all part of the salvation package. So in order to have him be your shepherd, you have to have him be your shepherd. Like, he's not just, well, God loves me, and if he wants me. No, God wants to protect you. Jesus wants to keep you. He wants to have you covered but that's a choice that we have to make. And so but if you're not a believer yet, it's as easy as making Jesus your Lord and Savior. It's, it really is. And as soon yeah. as that happens, you have access to the protection of Jesus, the deliverance of Jesus, and the victory of Jesus. But speaking to believers, believers a lot of time end up staying in a valley position, um, end up staying with a whole bunch of troubles and difficulties because they try to do what Marky was talking about. And 
they try to go through the valley without the shepherd. Yeah. They almost like a, I have to prove to God that I can do it. Like yeah. I, God has given me, I've heard this so many times and this used to be something I thought like God's given me a brain. God's given me strength. Like I'm smart. I can figure out how to get out and God made me smart. So I don't need to bother him with this. I'll figure it out. And then he and I can come and have a powwow later. And that's not how he operates. You know, yeah. in First John 4, it tells us that we've overcome because Jesus has overcome. If Jesus overcame the world, we can overcome the world. We have overcome it. But you can't do it outside of him. He yeah. has to be a part of the foundation. He has to be a part of this equation um, of going through the valley. If you try to do it on your own, you may get there someday. But what you produce on your own strength, it's not going to be lasting. So if you come up with a solution and you figure things out on your own strength, then it's temporary. But if you have the eternal God who spoke and it was done, who literally went to hell and then rose again with the keys to death, hell, and the grave, if you have him with you, you have access to the Father in a way that you've never had access to him before. And he's going to get you from point A to point B quicker than you ever could have gotten there on your own. So you need the word. You need to have faith. You need all of these things. But Jesus is what's going to empower this. Yeah. So speak right, obey God, but you need to have him with you. If you abide in him, he's going to abide in you. And Jesus is the overcomer. Yeah. And if you have the overcomer abiding in you, you've got overcoming abiding in you, flowing through you and coming into whatever situation you find yourself in. Yeah, definitely. That's good. What, um, the, a verse, well, Paul, I can tell Paul's looking something up, but a verse that pastor was talking about recently in our impact class, um, by the way, thanks for reaching out and asking questions about impact from this past week. I think that's awesome. And we're always here to answer stuff, but this past impact class, we were learning, um, studying first and second Corinthians. And so in second Corinthians chapter four, um, he's talking about. Jesus, he's talking about Jesus living. He, um, in verse, chapter four, verse 14, it says, knowing that he, talking about God, who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us through Jesus. Yeah. Like that's saying he's going to raise us. And the very next verse in verse, uh, a couple verses down chapter 16, it says, for this reason, we do not lose heart. And verse 17, our light affliction which lasts for a moment. Our light affliction, which lasts for a moment. You think about the things that the people in the New Testament went through. They got stoned. They were, you know, they were imprisoned. They were beaten for the gospel's sake. They were persecuted. Not like people talk bad about me on Facebook, but like they were like legit persecuted. Persecution we here in, in the United States have never undergone really. They were persecuted, and yet they called it our light affliction, our momentary struggle, our <clears throat> light affliction, which lasts for but a moment. <sighs> In verse 18, it says, we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, 
but the things which are not seen are eternal. Whatever you're looking at with your physical eyes, it's temporary. You know, if you're looking at a cruddy doctor's report, that's a temporary thing that's subject to change. You're looking at a, a family struggle, that's temporary. You're looking yeah. at broken relationships, that's temporary. Like even though it may feel like it's never going to get better, even your feelings, those are temporary yeah. and they're subject to change. And if you have faith, they have mm -hmm. to change as you apply the word of God to them. Just because you see it does not mean it's lasting. It means that the word is true and what you see is yeah. temporary, but the things of the spirit are eternal. Faith, hope, love, patience, kindness, sound mind. These are eternal things that we've been gifted with. Authority, eternal. That's an eternal thing that we've been given. So whatever you're looking at, it's subject to change by the eternal gifts that are inside of you yeah. through the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, one of the scriptures that I, I really like is, is Isaiah 43, starting in verse 1. Mm -hmm. But now thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for yeah. I have redeemed you. Yeah. I have called you by name. You are mine. It doesn't say, I said, hey, this group, I want you yeah. guys to know. He called you specifically by name. Yeah. Yeah. When you pass through the waters, yeah. I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. Overflow you. When you walk through the fire, yeah. not standing in the, when you walk through the fire, yeah. you will not be scorched. Through. Nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Yeah. It is a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's you are verse. his. His. Yeah. You don't belong to anything else. Yep. You are his. And when you are his, he will supply everything you need. He will give you everything yeah. you need. It doesn't matter where you're going, what you're going through. Yeah. He's going to protect you. He mm -hmm. is your source. He supplies, just like back in uh, Psalm 23, all that I need. I have all that I need, and everything that I need is in him. Yeah. So right there, no matter what you're going through, if you're walking through the fire, you're not going to get, your, your clothes will not be singed. You will go through it when you understand this and you make him yeah. your Lord and Savior. He yeah. will provide. Yeah. He will guide you. He will protect you. He will give you everything yeah. you need. That scripture right there, he has called you by name. Yep. You belong to him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that that will get when you really when you make him your Lord and you read that scripture right there. That scripture right there that's a Man, that's, that's one of those ones that that's all you need. If that's the only one you catch for a while and you just meditate on that scripture that I am his, yeah. I am kept by him. He is my savior. Yeah. I will not feel a single flame that tries to come against me. Yeah. You know who you are. You know when that doctor report comes or you know when that situation arises where the boss is. I, no, no, no. He, I'm his. He will keep me. He's going to give me everything I need. I'm not going to stress about it. I will not be in, I will give him every bit of anxiety. It tells me to cast it at his feet. It don't belong to me. Yeah. 
He's going to take care of it. Yeah. I love at the bottom of it, it says, because you are precious to me, you are honored, and I love you. And that's the why. It's, it's if you're struggling with why would God want to do that for me, or if you're in a situation it's, it's, and you need to be brought out of it, and it's like, yeah, but... But look at me, but I, but this, 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 they have all these excuses. It's already determined. God already determined that he loves you. He already determined that you're precious to him. It has nothing to do with what you've done or what you're going through or anything. Like Barrett said, if you've received Jesus, it's yours. If you've received Jesus, this applies to you. If you've received Jesus, you are precious to him. And even if you haven't received Jesus, you're still precious to him. But he loves you, and that's why in any of those situations, he will bring you out. Well, in 1 Peter 2, verse 9, um, it talks about who we are, like who we are to God, what we're called to be. And if you're in a situation like this, one of the best things to do is stop focusing on the problem, but focus on truth. Focus on yeah. truth. Philippians 4.8, think on things worthy of praise, things of good report, good reputation. And so in 1 Peter 2.9, this is truth. You are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a people of God's own possession so that you may declare the goodness of God who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He's not called you to stay in darkness. He translated you. He moved you from a place of darkness into light. And the truth is, God is a deliverer and a protector. You know, Paul's sitting here reading about uh, walking through fire. Refresh yourself. Maybe you don't know people who are living like we're describing right now and you don't even know that this can be real this word is full of real stories of people who looked like they were in valleys and then god protected and delivered them shadrach meshach and abednego they refused to bow before this king who was super prideful and power hungry they refused to bow they got thrown in the fire and yet they were brought out of the fire without even this a bit of the smell of smoke on them and they saw the fourth man in the fire with them who had protected them and the entire nation got saved because the king realized that Jesus the Lord God is real you look at Joseph he was trapped he was sold as a slave then he was wrongly accused thrown in prison but God delivered him and made him the second most important man in the country Abraham, 100 years old, becomes a father to somebody of many, he becomes the father of faith, the father of many nations. You read about Jesus, who looked like beyond all hope was gone, the storm had come in, Jesus had died, it looked bad, and three days later, God raised him from the grave. You start filling yourself with hope and testimonies of, you know what, my God can do it, no matter what it looks like. My God can heal, my God can restore. Boaz, Boaz, who had a wife who was unfaithful to him and cheated on him and prostituted herself, came back to him, repented before him. And their marriage is something used to show the faithfulness of God for us. 
broken marriages, adultery, murder, Philemon. That's a whole book of a slave who stole from his master. And yet Paul led him to Jesus and he came back and they were restored. This entire book is filled with this happened, but God. This may have been the story, but God. Your life may have been this, but God. And no matter what your circumstance and situation is right now, but God. It may look bad, but God. You may have experienced overwhelming debt, but God. Your marriage may look like it's broken, but God. Your children may have left home and you haven't heard from them in years, but God. You may have had a death sentence placed on your head from the doctor, but God. But God is able to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, but God. Yeah. Today's a day of hope. You're not in a valley forever. You're going through, you're going higher, and you will receive empowerment from on high today. Yeah. Today's your day. Yeah. And just, I know people, well, I've made mistakes. God, God might, he don't think of me the same way as he might think of y'all. Y'all, y'all go to church and I've made mistakes. I've, I've, I've been at the bars. I've done this. Ditto. Ditto. Right here. This is this is the answer. This is how how strong his love for you yeah. is. And it, it doesn't matter who you are. This love is for you. Yeah. Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, yeah. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things yeah. to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us yeah. from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate yeah. the love that he has for you. It doesn't matter if you've been the person sitting at the bar or if you've been the person on the side of the street selling drugs or if you've been the girl yeah. on the side of the street making money some other way. It doesn't matter. That does not separate you right. from his love. It doesn't matter where you are, how deep in the valley you think you may be that he can't see you. He is the God of most high yeah. who sees everything and says, even though you may think you're lost, he still sees you and says, I know you. Yeah. He's calling your name. Yep. You belong to his. Yeah. All you have to do is stop and turn and say, yep. I give myself to you. Yeah. And when you do, then everything that we've talked about is a part of you. Yeah. yeah. Instant in that very second. So don't try to sit back and have an excuse of I've done too many bad things in my life for God to care about me or love me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He wants you. No matter peaceful streams, he will he will cleanse you. Yeah. It's not he's not gonna drown you and say, Oh, you've done this. I'm just gonna No. Peace, joy, yeah. love. That's the thing. That's there's not a single thing in this world. When I was in Baltimore this week, I was asked to speak, and where I was at when I was speaking, I felt like there was nothing in through, and there was one guy, as soon as he came in, I felt like the Lord, I, he was the reason why I was there. It wasn't, I was there to minister everybody, but that one individual, the Holy Spirit called out to me. He had two correctional officers with him. He was paralyzed from the waist down, had been in, in an accident, I don't know the full details, but apparently he would not speak to anybody. He had no emotions on him. He was from the deepest part of the bad side of Baltimore. And I found out yesterday when I spoke to the lady, 
he reached out after I went, when I spoke to him. I was the first person since he had been there at that hospital for anybody to have breakthrough with him. And I told her immediately, it wasn't me. I was just speaking and doing what I was called to do, what he was telling me to do. So no matter where he was at, and he thought he might have been one of those people that he's done so, God showed him right there in that moment, it doesn't matter. I still love you. And all I did was taking scriptures like this and say, hey, look, God said this. This is what he wants for you. It doesn't matter. I was one of those people that did that. And he asked the people if they would ask if he could have my phone number. He's in jail. Yes, I want to speak to you. I want to hear the testimonies that are going to come the way God's touched your life. Because I told him that night, it starts right then. It's not something that you have to wait on. As yeah. soon as you accept him as your Lord and Savior, it starts right then. Yeah. You That seed is there. The watering of the word makes that seed grab, grab roots, take hold, and you meditate on that word. It's cultivating that ground. That, that seed grows, and then it starts to produce the fruit. You start seeing the manifestations of this word take place in your life, whether it's the healing, it's the bondage breaking, it's the provision that comes in, the blessings that are flowing off of you to other people. It starts happening, and yeah. it had breakthrough on him right yeah. there. And it blessed the people that I asked me to go speak because they don't want me going to speaking necessarily like that. That's something I'm doing on my own. If I'm going to be there and God's taking me there, there's for a reason. And that was that reason. So I got to see this right here. Somebody really take hold of this who was one of those people that I'm too far gone and it hit home. It understood. Okay, well, you know what? Let's, let's try this out. And it broke. Yeah. It broke. He was crying. It was broken. Yeah. That's the love that God has. It don't matter. He wants you. Yeah. He just wants you. Well, and let's say that you're in one of these situations where maybe it's not you, but it's somebody else. You know, like let's, let's again, for whatever reason, marriage just is on my heart. So if you're watching and something's up with your marriage, like take this next thing to heart for sure. Anybody else as well. But, you know, maybe... It, you're in your marriage and it looks like your spouse is just kind of quick um, or things are broken or whatever. Don't underestimate the power of prayer and what that does. You know, prayer carries a power with it. And as you pray, things happen. You know, God doesn't just do things. Here on the earth, he's given authority to the son of men. So if we want things to happen on the earth, we need to use our authority to bring it to pass. Yeah. So what Paul, as Paul's talking, what came up to me was the story of Saul in Acts <laughs> chapter 9. You know, Saul is persecuting the church. He's, he's not just persecuting them like slap on the wrist, like he's murdering them. He's going out murdering people who call on the name of Jesus, who preach the name of Jesus. He's going, he's doing all of this stuff. And then on the road, on the road, this angel of the Lord appeared. And it wasn't an angel, it was Jesus. And he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing this? Jesus, Jesus himself shows up to Saul. Jesus, the God of the universe, the God who saved, who died. That Saul is literally persecuting and killing his followers. And he doesn't meet him and beat him. He doesn't show up and blast him out of the water. 
He shows up so that Saul could be converted. Then, you know, Ananias gets talked to and he's like, Saul's coming to your house. Like, you need to be willing to receive him. Saul, the one who's persecuting the church. And he's like, why? Why should I? Like, why should I have Saul come to my house? Like, he probably wants to kill me. Like, not just going to open up a and b Like, why? And the Lord said, the Lord told him, Brother Saul, um, no, I want to go up a verse. The Lord said to Ananias, go your way, for this man is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and their kings, before the sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Jesus, before Saul was Paul, before Saul accepted Jesus as a savior, before all of this, Jesus says, Saul is mine. He is my chosen vessel. He's mine. And my will for him is to know me so that he can serve me. That's my will for him. Now, you just think about that for a second. This murderer, this persecutor, that he was Jesus's. He's my chosen vessel. That's huge unto itself. But let's say that you're not Saul in this situation and you're somebody Saul's persecuting. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's a stranger. Maybe it's whatever. How did that, how did the Lord get to Saul? Because somebody somewhere prayed for Saul. Somebody somewhere prayed for Saul's salvation. Somebody somewhere asked God to show up on Saul's behalf. Somebody somewhere petitioned the Lord and the Lord showed up. Jesus wanted to this whole time, but he only does what he sees and hears the Father do. And on earth, God's given us authority. So for God to do that, for God to send Jesus, for Jesus to appear, there had to be somebody who was willing to say, no matter what this man has done to me, no matter what he's done to my friends, no matter what he's done to my family, no matter what he's done to the church, no matter what, he needs Jesus and I will pray for him. And because of that, Saul became Paul, wrote so much of the New Testament, was the prophet to basically the entirety of Asia and the Middle East. He became the man of God he was called to be because someone, somewhere, saw past the temporary thing, saw the eternal, used the authority that they'd been given, prayed for God to move, and God was able to do what only God could do. You've got to have faith in who God is. Know that he hears you. Know that your authority is from him and use it. Because when you speak, things happen. Don't just take your situation as it's never getting better. Switch your thoughts. Switch your confession. Pray to God. Get intimate with him. Know who he is. And let your prayer be the difference maker. That's... Philippians 4, 6 through 7, yeah. worry about nothing. Instead, pray about everything. Thank him for he <clears throat> for he, he has done everything he has done and is doing. Then you will experience his peace that exceeds anything we can understand. Yeah. And then the very next verse, whatever things are true. You know, it's the one we were talking about earlier. Whatever things are true. 
things that are honest, whatever things are just, things that are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good reputation, good report. If there is any virtue, anything of praise, think on those things. Think on those things. Thank him, praise him, and then meditate on the good. Yeah. Don't meditate on the bad. Don't meditate on the opportunity. Meditate on the promise to come. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And if that's you today, we just want to take a minute and pray because God has a plan to deliver you out of everything, out of every bit of affliction, every bit of circumstance. God has a way to deliver you and get it so that you go through the valley and you go from faith to faith. And it's not from faith to faith to faith to faith. It's from faith to faith to faith. You grow. <coughs> you don't stay the same. You grow higher and higher in the things of God. That's how he moves. He moves up. So Paul's going to pray. If you have anything, hop in. We'll pray. We'll close out. We love you. And we believe in you. Today's a new day. It's yeah. a new day for you. Yeah. It's a new day. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for being able to come together, Father, with your word and take your word to your people, Father. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace that you have on us, Father. We thank you for your protection, your strength, your encouragement that you give us, Father. We thank you for your living word that you have given us, Father, that we can, we can stand on and apply our faith to, Father. We thank you that when we go through the fire, that we will not be singed, Father. That when we go through the water, we will not be overtaken by it, Father. We thank you that we are called to go through it and not in it, Father. Yeah. We thank you that we are called to go through it and not stay in it, Father. We thank you for your staff and rod that protects yeah. us and guides us, Father. We thank you for your love that never fails us, Father, that never fades, that never goes away, but will always remain, Father. We thank you for being with us, not set apart from us, but being with us, Father. Standing through, walking through the fire with us, Father. Walking through the valley with us, Father. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for all the blessings that you have given us, Father. The blessings that are to come, Father. We thank you for every heart that is being touched right now, Father. We thank you for the minds that are being let loose, Father, from the strongholds that tried to overtake them, Father. We thank you for all the bondages being broken now, Father, in your name, Jesus. We thank you. We give you all the praise and glory and honor, Father. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. New day. Claim that as your own. As Marky goes to switch the video back, y'all, if you have any questions, if you have anything that you need help with, maybe as you're listening, you're like, you know what? That sounds great. I need some, I need some, someone to talk to. Send us a message. We would love to connect with you. We'd love to speak life into you. And we are excited because God has a plan to take you through, through it. that valley, not staying in it. That is his will for you. That's his heart for you. And we believe it and we receive it on behalf of y'all. Receive it for yourself. I receive it for me. And receive it. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back next week. Have a great rest of your week. And we love you. Have a good day. Marky says bye too. <laughs>